everyone, and welcome to episode 108 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. Thank you for listening, and if it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my illustrious co-host. My name is Craig. Well, that was an interesting uh, intro. It threw me off a little bit. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, I just have to give you the credit you deserve as co-host, and now you're okay. illustrious. Well, I appreciate that. No problem. Fellow illustrious co-hosts as well exactly and <laughs> thank you for the compliment but what's yes. illustrious this week is the news oh that well. was good i you continue I to impress with those those transitions <laughs> they're smooth I, I don't know how impressive they are but uh nevertheless it's time for the news and i think the word of the day will be illustrious as the okay. illustrious sonic the hedgehog 2 movie becomes yeah. the highest grossing video game movie ever made. And okay. uh, that's that's good news for video game movies and also good news for like family movies. I feel like lately movies tend to be you're either there for like a it feels like you, you tend to be there for like hyped up movies or Marvel movies or any of the comic movies. It really doesn't feel like you go to the movies for family movies anymore, especially with how things are in the current climate with COVID and how movies work and whatnot but uh sonic the hedgehog 2 kind of proved hey movie theaters you make money still doing it because it's made all a like i think last time we saw it was like 87 million this is what it's pulled in so far that's a lot of money and the fact that it's doing it is like a family movie and not like uh here's another marvel comic movie that's going to do 100 plus million at the box office i think that's a good thing for both sonic and for the movie theaters yeah, that's next week with Doctor Strange. That's when we'll get all the money. Um, I think it's I think it's good news as well that maybe I mean, I certainly feel more comfortable going back to the movies. I think most people do now. Um, so that's good. I mean, that's a ton of money. And hopefully, you know, I'm not going to say we need more video game movies, but more decently made animated or cgi children's movies not children families movies is what i'm looking for i still haven't seen it yet have you no i have not i've just okay. been too busy you know we had we had a lot of video game movies that yeah. needed to be that, that <laughs> needed to be reviewed so we we're... did we had our homework to do so i actually thought about it um today but i just kind of ran out of time so i'll probably end up waiting until it comes out on like digital or something I'll probably go to see it soon. I'm going to go see Doctor Strange this week, so be prepared yep. for that review. But yep, exactly. We'll eventually uh, get there. Um, all right, so we had a big tease this week. Um, we got Modern Warfare 2 was announced to the surprise of literally no one, I don't think. Um, we got the logo. There was some leaks out there with like the new gunsmith, um, but all in all, I don't think anybody expected any other game this year besides Modern Warfare 2, but I think it is a big deal because Modern Warfare has been, still continues to be the best Call of Duty, what, three years removed now? Something like that? Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Yeah, I just don't know how they're going to reinvent the multiplayer. Like, it feels like, especially after Vanguard, I really like the multiplayer of Vanguard. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I thought it was a good, like, return to form for the multiplayer. But no yeah. one talks about that anymore. All it ever is is Warzone this, Warzone that. And do you play Warzone? No, I don't because there's a lot of cheaters. So, <laughs> like, how does Modern Warfare 2? Like, we know it's going to have a pretty cool campaign because it has the characters we like. At least it yeah. sounds like we're going to be seeing a new version of Soap, a new version of Ghost, uh, Captain Price is coming back. 
So there's a ton of really good, you know, hype for the Modern Warfare 2 series. It's just a matter of whether or not, like, how does the multiplayer stand out? Because I yeah. feel like that's that's the problem that, you know, Call of Duty is running into is the fact that it's just all about Warzone. I feel like all the updates are for Warzone. Nothing is really for Vanguard anymore. So if Modern Warfare 2, you know, is successful and makes money, do they end up supporting that multiplayer a lot more? That's what I have to see. Yeah, and neither one of us really plays Warzone anymore. I for sure don't. But I mean, I feel like they need to reel it back in a little bit. I did see that they added uh, what Kong and Godzilla into yeah, Warzone. Uh, what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> what's going on? Like, I get it. It's cool for some people. And like my friends yeah. would ask me, like, hey, are you playing Warzone because of this? And I'm like, no, what? <laughs> it just doesn't excite it- me. It's not an event that makes you go back into a game. It's like the gunplay and how much fun it can be. And I just feel like a lot of the times Warzone is more frustrating than anything yeah. else. Yeah. Um, but no, it's I hope I hope the best for Modern Warfare 2. I thought I loved the Modern Warfare Remasters multiplayer and I just want to have fun in multiplayer again because all of my friends are like, "No, I don't like the multiplayer." And it's like, "Well, I want to play multiplayer. I don't want to play Warzone." Yeah. I don't want to be stuck in a game for, you know, for 20, 30 minutes. I just want to play a 10 minute game and be done. So, Agreed. Agreed. I don't know. And following the my Sonic the Hedgehog 2 news, it turns out that Super Mario movie is delayed. Uh, they would not comment on whether or not it's because of the success of Sonic. I'm going to go with it's not, to be honest. It's Nintendo. Nintendo isn't scared of Sonic, to be honest. But... I just find it interesting that maybe the success of the Sonic 2 movie has made like the uh, uh, Illumination Studios. I'm pretty sure they're the ones making the Sonic, uh, the Mario movie. Yep. Like, go, oh, maybe we need to refine some stuff just because this Mario movie is going to kind of be the next big, I think, or one of the big family movies for when it comes out. And if it ends up failing, we, you know, Nintendo and Illumination would end up, you know, being in a lot of trouble or not so much trouble, but wasting a lot of money on a movie that didn't perform as well as they hoped. So I can't help but feel like maybe the success of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has something to do with this, whether they would admit it or not. Yeah, it gives me a little bit of hope, more hope than I had for the Mario movie that maybe it will actually be decent. Um I don't know. I'm not going to get super, super excited for the Mario movie until I see a trailer or at the very least, maybe some pictures or something to see where they're going to go with it. Um, Like a side note to that. I don't know if you watch the the newest trailer for Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. I had not. No. Okay. Um, So they released a second trailer for that. And like I watched a ton of Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers when I was a kid. But the way they're blending live action and animated and then all like the subtle references that they have in just the trailer alone. Like that's what they, I think they need to do with the Mario movie for me to be like super excited for it. I don't know if they just come out and it's like fully animated. I don't know if I'm going to be like rushing out day one to see it in theaters. Yeah, we'll have to see. I hope the best for the Mario movie. It would just be good for Nintendo and Mario to finally get probably the redemption that it needs. from yeah. like, you know, we talked about it, the the last Mario movie that came out and kind of the train wreck that ended up. Being. 
train wreck, cult classic, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, diff- have- Go ahead. I Sorry. was going to say, in different gaming news, it would be uh, Sony is going to stop people from collecting the backlog of PS Plus service uh, to the new service that comes out June 13th. Uh, at first, Sony was more or less on the lines of, yeah, go ahead, do it. But it seems like enough people have like backlogged probably years worth of PlayStation <laughs> Plus and yep. PlayStation Now to the point where Sony goes, hey, you know, this backlog stuff, we're not going to support it anymore. Uh, it's too bad for those that have kind of waited, but good for those that, you know, maybe pulled on the trigger a little bit earlier. But the how it works is that you will get like the most premium type of tier there is if you have PlayStation plus for however long you have PlayStation now for. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's kind of a weird and jumbled mess, but if you have two years of PlayStation now kind of, you know, backed up, you're now going to get two years of that premium service, uh, the, or the most premium like, uh, tier that they have for the service. So it's good for people who, you know, have it and use it. But a lot of people are just kind of taking advantage of the fact that this is happening. Yeah. When does that come out next month? June 13th. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I have not backlogged. I just pay month to month. I don't know about you, Um, but I guess I should probably look at that and figure out what exactly I'm paying for, because I don't remember if I'm playing paying for PlayStation now or not. Yeah, like I usually don't pay for it. I got a year's worth of PlayStation now for Christmas and okay. I used it to play Sly Cooper, but I really haven't gone back to it since. Hopefully on June 13th, when this when this kind of update to the PlayStation Plus comes out, maybe I'm going to go, OK, this is worth it and maybe pay for the for the ultra tier. But I don't know yet. I have to see what all is going to come out on yeah. June 13th. Or maybe by the time you're subscription your yearly runs out you'll have played everything you want to play anyway exactly and you don't have to worry about it um all right so i have another one here uh 2k is working on a rocket league contender called gravity goal um i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say this is about five or six years too late maybe (laughs) (laughs) um i don't i mean it looks fine from what they've shown so far i just don't know that it's needed rocket league is still big um there's still a big player base and there's still tournaments and all that. Um, But I don't know that there's room for another. It's not like a complete carbon copy, but I just don't know that this is going to stick around. Plus it has for better or worse, the 2k name on it. So. Yeah, I uh, rocket league never stood out to me very much. I did play it a little bit. I'm not Mm -hmm. any good at it, which is probably why I haven't played it. But it is there is something to say about how long it stayed around and the player base that it has. It is a it is a fun you know oct- you know octane adrenaline pumping you know version of car soccer, and yep. I can definitely see where the fun lies in it. But you're right, it just comes too late. Whatever they decide to come out with this, unless it gets like the backing of 2K, where it's going to be in between every commercial of every NBA game or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think this is going to stick. I feel like what did uh, EA came out with like a what was that game? EA had come out with a battle royale too late as well. It ended oh, up, yeah, yeah. And I feel like 2K is kind of making the same mistake as well, where there isn't as many battle royale. There isn't as many games like Rocket League for sure, but 
how does gravity goal becoming a movie? Because you're definitely going to have players that are bored of the Rocket League kind of um, take because mm-hmm. it really hasn't changed in a while. So you'll have people to start, but what keeps them sticking is going to matter the most. Yeah. I mean, I still play Rocket League occasionally, not as much as I used to. I kind of go on like benders where like I never uninstall it off of my Xbox, but I'll go back and play it for like a week straight, like every night. And then I won't touch it for six months. So yeah, I enjoy Rocket League. I'll I'll definitely try this out to see what it's like. Um, but yeah, I just don't see people who live and breathe Rocket League jumping ship for this game at all. There's nothing like super special there. So next up for me, and this is going to be like a kind of a pair of two Square Enix stories, is one developer for Final Fantasy 16 Square Enix says that the development is nearing the end for Final Fantasy 16, which is kind of a surprise. Yeah. Uh, this is a timed, I believe, pl- no, this is a PlayStation exclusive game now mm-hmm. that I remember. Uh, I'm super excited for Final Fantasy 16. Just based off of the trailer, it seems to like be this kind of old you know, 16th century knights, kingdoms type thing where it's going to probably go away from like the teleporting blade, maybe that like 15 <laughs> had. But yeah. I, I, I'm confident in the fact that Final Fantasy 16, I think is going to kind of revitalize the series because I know 15 was mixed, but also sold very well because yep. it was Final Fantasy 15. And I feel like this is the longest we've had since the last like official Final Fantasy game, because they've been supporting the online version of it so much, I feel like uh, Final Fantasy 16 is just due to kind of make this grand reappearance for for Final Fantasy, and I hope it lives up to I hope it lives up to its name. Yeah, I mean it can't be any worse than Stranger's Paradise, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> but I feel like that one was like a kind of let's try it out and see what happens. Yeah. I guess I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited for a main Final Fantasy game again. I always get pumped when those come out. Um, I don't think I finished the last one, um, but yeah, I'll definitely be there day one to try that out. Yeah, I remember I did finish 15, but I never did the DLC. OK, I remember I fished a lot. <laughs> there was a lot of fishing going on. In yeah, that I remember game. the there VR was also fishing VR. game as well. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> that was great. Uh, OK, so. Another game that got announced uh, that I thought was worth mentioning was Disney's Dreamlight Valley. Um, If you watch the trailer for it, I mean, the easiest way to explain it is Animal Crossing with Disney characters, right? Um, Feels like Kind of building your house, building your town, it looks like, and having different Disney characters maybe in your town or you're going to help them with different things. And then kind of I noticed that originally I saw it announced for the Switch and I was like, oh, that, that makes sense. Um, but it was kind of buried for me to find out that it's actually going to be on Game Pass day one. Um, so kind of cool there. If yeah, you want to play imagine it. the deal that Microsoft, yeah. Microsoft had to have made to have a Disney game. On right. Day one, but that's what I'm saying. But I'm I'm mildly excited for this game. I think it could be cool. I don't know that it's going to reach Animal Crossing level of popularity. I doubt it. But it's got Disney behind it. So you're going to get a lot of people to at least try it out. Yeah, I think so. But I also feel like one of the reasons that this game maybe is going like day one game pass is because. Who is this game for? Like the benefit of Animal Crossing is like you can you know, take it on the go where yeah. Xbox Game Pass, you really can't. 
take it right. on the go unless you're doing cloud gaming. And who knows? It could run on cloud gaming well, but we don't we can't confirm that yet. But on top of that, it fe- it feels like for the most part that a lot of, you know, you associate Nintendo with kid friendly. And Disney games tend to be, you know, kid friendly, meaning Nintendo and Disney pair well. Mm-hmm. Whereas for, you know, for Xbox, the last Disney thing that came out was their answer to Skylanders. And <laughs> yeah, and like I, I think I remember it being a success because it's been a mm-hmm. while. But I then Infinity. I also remember. Yeah, Infinity. But mm-hmm. then also it becoming a massive failure somehow. And they just they oversaturated. Started, yeah. Yeah. Like they just suddenly stopped creating everything for that game. And I know people were sad about it, mm-hmm. uh, but how does Disney go and support this then? Like if it's just the game and constant updates, then sure, that's going to be good. You can definitely make money off of Mickey being on something. But um, how many how many kids are on there, you know, have their own Xboxes that go, I need to play this Disney game. <laughs> yeah, and I think. I thought it was funny that looking at it, right? And then they also have their their kart racing game coming out soon as well, which is free to play. It's almost like they just now noticed what Nintendo's doing that's working and are like, yeah. oh, Animal Crossing and Mario Kart's popular. Let's make both of those and see how they go. So I don't think either one of those is going to overtake Mario Kart or Animal Crossing, but I am willing to give it a fair shake. Yeah, as am I. I'll give it a shot. I did hear that also people are saying it looks like Kingdom Hearts. I'll take it. <laughs> that's that's all I can ask for. It's going to be a tie over until Kingdom Hearts comes out for you. Yeah, somehow this is going to have some sort of tie in event to Kingdom Hearts 4. <laughs> that would just be terrible. I wouldn't be surprised. So speaking of Kingdom Hearts and Square Enix, I found the most interesting story, the cult, Ooh. and I mean cult classic, Balan Wonderland. Yes. It's producer. Yuji Naga came out with a string of tweets and (laughs) I just have to read some of this because it actually is quite interesting. So this is directly from Yuji Naga, who did a lot of the Sonic team with, you know, Sonic Adventure 1, 2, Sonic Pinball, a lot of really popular games in the Sonic one. So his first his first tweet is pretty much just about him, you know, how he was removed six months before Balan Wonderland's release as director. So even though his name is still on there as director, he was told to stop being the director six months before the game release and that he eventually filed a lawsuit against Square Enix, telling them how they don't care about games, how music like a whole bunch of music rights are, you know, we're going into it. And, you know, some of the tweets here is I think it is not a good idea to release an original game uh, to release an original game only to have the sheet music of the arranged music available to the world. I think there is game music that everyone is familiar with that makes your mouth water. I think (laughs) it is original game music. And it's just this string of like 15 15 to like 13 tweets about this game. And it's really interesting because like... I'll be honest, Valiant Wonderland was a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think there are tiny slivers of something that could have been better. Maybe not a great game, maybe not a good game, but something mediocre instead of being like this huge meme fest that Valiant Wonderland was. 
And six months before release, you probably should have announced a delay or something if the game wasn't going to be what it was. And I think for the most part, Square Enix just kind of banked on the fact that Bayland Wonderland would sell because Yuji Naga's name was on it. Yep. And the fact that we're coming into this months later, you know, almost a year probably after it's been released is just really interesting. Uh, you can go on uh, GameSpot.com, who has like a big article about it, kind of explaining the situation, or you can go on Twitter and look at Yuji Naka's tweets. But interesting story from like a story developer. I feel like we usually don't, you know, hear much about, you know, producers, you know, getting kicked off of projects six months before. Uh, you know, I feel like a lot of this stuff is happening with Overwatch 2 right now, where, you know, Jeff Kaplan, the team leader, left, and all of the reviews for the beta from Overwatch 2 are saying that this game does not feel like, you know, a sequel. So that, you know, there's a bunch of stuff going on in the gaming world right now. But, you know, Balan Wonderland was such a strange game that I had to say something about this. <laughs> I think the best part is, is I literally had this as my last story as well, because I was like, oh, we have you? to talk about it. Yeah. Um, one, I was wondering, like, is there like the Snyder cut of Justice League? Is there a UG cut for Battle you know, Wonderland? I, I did. I did see that as well. Because <laughs> that's like, actually and, decent. And let me just and let me just I'll read these final last three tweets here, because I think okay. it's something important. Game creators are supposed to improve their games until the very last minute, and to prevent them from being uh, from doing so is still not right. I asked for a lawyer and tried to negotiate with them to at least submit comments until the end, but to no avail, so I filed a lawsuit in court. I believe that in the case, that has to do a lot with the fact that Balan Wonderland is getting the results and recognition that you all know. It is really <laughs> unfortunate that a work that I created from the beginning has such a result. It is a shame that we released an unfinished work, Balan Wonderland, to the world. I wanted to release it to the world as an action game in the proper form, considering various things. I think Square Enix and Arzest are companies that do not care about games and game fans. Uh, <laughs> that's rough. That is. That's a big accusation, considering that, you know, Square Enix has kind of doubled down on the NFT space, mm -hmm. where, you know, a lot of companies, you know, originally were like NFTs and now they've kind of backed off from it, considering the NFT is a really shaky place, yep. to be honest, you know, where people are making money off of stupid gorilla pictures. Uh, <laughs> sorry, but yep. um, I I just don't know what to do with like what to do with it. Like, yeah, you're right. They're probably I don't think there's a version of Bal and Wonderland that exists where all of like, you know, Naka's geniuses in it or something i don't think that's how movie work or sorry games work unlike yep. movies where you film a lot of stuff and sometimes things get cut where even if you put out like naka would have to be reinstated as producer and then they would have to go back into this game in which why in the world would square enix ever yep. want to go back to this game <laughs> like there there is no point and you know, it it, it kind of stinks because like Naka, I think, is a good director or producer, but like this game is kind of going to be a stain on what is a pretty storied producer uh, history that he has. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if he would have stayed on, I think that game would have gotten delayed. Um, I don't think he would have released it then, but 
I yeah, like you said, I don't know that there's too much more you could have done to this game or too much more of a vision that he had for this game that would have made it like a hit. I just don't think there was really enough there to begin with to make it like a Sonic, something like a Sonic that's beloved. I didn't think the character was that great, not very memorable. So I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just trying to distance himself as much as he can from this to protect his own legacy. Um, but yeah, I thought this whole story was insane, especially those last couple of tweets. <laughs> so hilarious. Yeah, just He's, yeah, take take it into account. Let's you know, yeah. and and kind of decide on your own. We're not saying to pick up Batland Wonderland. This game will be worth thousands of dollars one day. I guarantee it. <laughs> you, you're gonna hold on to your copy until then. Oh, oh yeah, they, I I have that thing stored in a glass case. Oh, there, smart. you know, there will be no subtle subtleness of dust that gets on that <laughs> game because it's gonna be one of those games where like some PS5 collector is mm-hmm. wondering where it is because so little were put out in the world yep. or. Or either that or I'm wrong and they're going to they did an E.T. to that game and they just dumped the rest of them in a landfill or something like that. Yeah, I mean, history has proven that extremely bad games become very valuable down the road. Yeah, 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 I could see that game being worth quite a bit 10, 15, 20 years from now. Going to pay off my kids uh, college tuition (laughs) with that game. There you go. That's that's the plan. (laughs) Uh, But that's going to be it for news from us. Uh, let's go ahead into games this week, which for yeah. me, uh, I played more of Horizon Forbidden West. OK, uh, I have to talk about Scarlet Nexus again Uh-oh. Uh, and uh, the new game Switch Sports that came out. I did put uh, some time into that and it ended up being a lot of fun. So I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to hear about that one. My copy did not come yet and I'm kind of okay. bummed, but um, I did play uh vampire the masquerade blood hunt i have to talk Mm -hmm. about that um bug snacks dropped on game pass so i finally checked that out and then um with may 4th coming up there's been a bunch of star wars sales so i finally bit the bullet and bought star wars tales from galaxy's edge for vr and i played Uh a bunch of that yeah i might have have to look at that too i didn't realize that they probably have a bunch of sales on that I mm-hmm. should also mention I played uh, another weird anime game called Eternal Return. Uh, Eternal. Re- OK. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's interesting, but we'll get into okay. it. So let's talk about the games. I'll talk about the games that like we've already gone over. Sure. So Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, this game is back kind of back to winning me over to the point where, you know, there there is kind of a fight online that I mentioned last week for, hey, which kind of is game of the year right now? Elden Ringer horizon forbidden west i am to the point where i'm leading more horizon forbidden west again um it's still early in the year there's plenty of games that are going to come out but like elden ring and horizon both will definitely find a spot in my top 10 but uh for me horizon is that good of a game and i do enjoy it that much so uh, so so that's all i'll say about that scarlet nexus um (laughs) i don't know why I, I have to keep mentioning this game because I I played it for a good 12 hours wow. on uh, on like Friday. Like all I did was play that game and in one day in one day. OK. Uh, all I can say is like Scarlet Nexus deserved all the praise I gave it last year. <laughs> I And I know this doesn't come as a surprise to anybody. And I was talking to it with my friend uh, or my roommate, Adam. And he's like, why are you 
playing this game again. Like you have so many other backlogs that you have to go through. And I don't know what it is about Scarlet Nexus, but it's combat makes my brain so happy. Like (laughs) I love switching between everybody's powers, combining certain powers and doing vision crushes and crushing enemies in one hit. I, I don't know what it is like that game still has its flaws, especially like with the prelude stuff. Uh, but I, I truly believe that Scarlet Nexus is like this, is this masterpiece of gameplay wise, because I, I don't remember having this much fun with like a combat system with, with many other games. So that that's Scarlet Nexus guys. I'm off my <laughs> Scarlet Nexus corner. Have you beat it again? Yes. Okay. So you're done with it now? Yeah. You- <laughs> and I, well, I, I played it because I got the DLC. Right. So I started playing through the DLC stuff and I really like it. I. OK. Um, It is thirty dollars, which I could guess I could find some people really, you know, it's 30, but 30 bucks is a little bit steep for the DLC it offers. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it it the DLC like improves the combat in a way where things feel more connected and you feel rewarded for doing all of the stupid teammate bond episodes that, you know, make you sit in front of your TV for 30 minutes while you're on your, you know, tablet doing something else. Yeah. So, um, when I'm in combat, that game just, yeah, it makes my brain real happy. I don't know what it is. It's kind of a difficult thing to explain. I actually plan on writing something about it. So, Be on the lookout for that, because I have no idea why, but I'm inspired by Scarlet Nexus. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell. Like, I, I literally couldn't tell you why. It just clicks with you for some reason. It does. Yes. Yeah. Uh, besides the Bond episodes, I'll I'll admit they're bad. Like they <sighs> are. So they, they were. They are worse okay. than I remember. Just to be honest. But they're so bad. I couldn't mash the button fast enough. <laughs> hitting there mashing the a button like, let's yeah. go let's go <laughs> um all right let's go from a high to a low are you ready yeah yeah i gonna talk about vampire the masquerade blood hunt on ps5 this, yeah i gotta hear about this i have to i i'm leaned in i am ready <laughs> for, for your okay i know both of us are moderately excited for vampire the masquerade i forget what it's called coming out sometime this year right vampire blood something I don't even remember. yeah yeah but there's i just realized the other day that there's also another one that comes out like either the end of this month or next month that's like a i don't even know maybe a prequel or something before the other one comes out this whole vampire series is a mess right now they have just yeah. stuff going everywhere especially but, with development wise it definitely yeah. is a mess yeah um so i had happened to see that this was coming out on i believe it's just playstation 5 right now um, I had no idea what it was. I just saw it was free. So I was like, oh, OK, I'm excited for the vampire game. Let me check it out. Had no idea it was a battle royale, um, but it is. And this might be the worst battle royale I've ever played in my life. And is there's it? been a lot. There's a, been a lot of bad ones. It's first of all, every match that I played, I didn't have one that was not laggy to the point where I was jumping around the screen, which is ridiculous. Uh it literally throws you in with, I think it's 60 people, something like that. You pick your type of vampire you want to be. Um, they each have, it's kind of like Apex. They have their abilities that you can use. Um, you're picking up guns. You're picking up armor and blood to drink to restore your health. Nothing new here. There are 
uh, NPCs around the map that you can drink their blood um, to raise stats while you're playing. Um, but that's about the only original thing I can think of. The movement is like super floaty. Um, the shooting mechanics are god awful, just terrible. And I, I don't know. It's really hard to explain how bad it is until you literally sit down and play it. But nothing about it feels good. Like I was trying to think of like one thing I could say positive, but I can't think of one. Um, it's just atrocious. And I don't know who was asking for this and why they decided to make it. Because if their idea was to make it to get people excited for the vampire bloodline game coming out, this is not going to do it. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's not even worth the download. Don't even bother. Is it uh, it's I, free to play? Yeah, it's free. Um, I can't imagine people are playing this past next week. Honestly, I just don't see it. Like I was I didn't have a problem finding lobbies, but I think that'll be a problem a month from now for sure. Yeah. Speaking of weird Ooh. battle royale games, yes. Eternal Return. Uh, I happened to come across this game on Game Pass on PC and they're offering like some sort of bundle for free. So I went, OK, why not? I'm looking for something to play on my computer. Let's give it a yeah. shot. What a strange battle royale <laughs> game this is. This is a this is an anime, of course, because what else would I play? And it is a weird mix of battle royale and League of Legends. Um, OK. How I'm it looking works. at pictures. This is yeah. Insane. So how how it works is you pick a character and they've got tons of anime characters to pick from, and you are put on this map to collect, um, to collect gear, upgrade gear, make items so you level up, and the whole goal is to get powerful enough to be one of the last people standing, and instead of like regular gameplay loop. It will it it works like League of Legends as you have like a a Q ability, a W ability, an E ability, an R ability that all like are timed down and you unlock and power them up as you level you level up. It is a really interesting game that I'm surprised I can still play because people are still playing it. Whether they have me in bot games, I don't really know, to be honest. But I played about five games and each one of them I've had actually some amount of fun okay. playing it. Um, and I, that, that's not be just because it's an anime game, because it feels like all I do is tell people anime games are the greatest things since sliced bread. Yep. But I've this is such a different battle royale game from everything I've ever played. You know, we've played first person shooter battle royales. We've played you know, question type battle royale stuff with like one versus 100 on Xbox 360. Like, remember yep. that. And yep. I could I could consider that a battle royale. This is such a strange blend of battle royale and League of Legends that I can't help but be like, you know, this is actually somewhat interesting. And I've been playing it with a friend who I told to download it and we've been having fun playing it. It's not a hard game to pick up once you kind of understand what the game tells you, because it gives you all of the info you need to succeed. It's just a matter of, you know, I never went into the tutorials to learn it. I just went into a game and I tried and, you know, I just gave it a shot and found that it was fun um, because it's on Game Pass and it's free to play. Regardless, if you have Game Pass or not, I say if you're looking for something like new, 
why not give it a shot? Um, it is a really strange battle royale game. I'll tell you that. And if you don't like League of Legends, like you're not going to like this game. I'll be completely honest. So you may not want to play it anyway. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's some there's some positives out of this game that to be a game that's free and I wasn't expecting to like, I was actually surprised that it provided something of value. And that saying something when my expectations were literally, you know, uh, very low. So. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. As somebody who has magically uh, managed to never play a MOBA ever, would I just be totally lost trying to play this game? I think so, yeah, because okay. there are there are apps to help you with League of Legends if you wanted to like learn how to play it. Mm-hmm. In this game, like they're going to throw a bunch of things on the screen and you're going to be like, what am I doing? Because th- for the first couple games, I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then as I learned, like, OK, like this, is, you have the option to kind of craft and uh, like and equipped whatever you want, but your character excels with certain items. So it tells you at the top, you know, here here's the kind of things you want to craft. Find these supplies and the supplies can be found in map area or by clicking the individual like item you're looking for. And then the game will tell you where it is. It's just a matter of it's kind of menu after menu after menu in game when you're trying to like maybe stay alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of hard to manage it all in a way. But again, for a game I had zero expectations of liking, I found some redeeming qualities and had some fun with. Yeah, like, I mean, I'd be willing to at least try it. I know I probably wouldn't last on it, but if it's free, it's it's worth trying. Yeah, and I don't know if you can play it on console, but I do know it's on PC. Okay, cool. Um, Bug Snacks, you played it on PS5, right? I did. I don't know how to feel about this game. I, I feel like it gets... <laughs> fairly positive reviews seems like people seem to like it it almost seems like a uh like a pokemon snap clone to me in a way um with the mixture of like scanning them and then trapping them um it it reminds me of pokemon a lot um i don't know yeah i mean it's cute uh i don't know i guess maybe i was just like i heard a lot about it and i when it first came out, like that was right when the PS5 came out and I didn't have one yet. So I never got the chance to try it. So maybe I was expecting too much out of it. Maybe my expectations were like way up here when they should be lower. I don't think it's a bad game. I just think it's uh, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting concept. Um, but I don't know. I It's like in the middle for me. I don't know where to put it. Would you put it in like a must play or just like, okay. I think it's only okay. Okay. I. It's just weird. (laughs) I I have a really hard time, like. I guess really liking the game, like you're right, it does reminisce a lot of Pokemon stuff, Mm -hmm. but. I, I think it's missing like it's like missing the battle portion for me, like that's what makes Pokemon like fun as well is it's not just capturing but it's also like the battling portion of things that kind of get, you know, close battles end up making it um, a lot more exciting where with bug snacks, it's more about scanning and then 
figuring out the puzzle you need to do to capture some of these. And a lot of times I just feel like the, it doesn't really stick. Um, if you get driven into the narrative, like my one, I never finished the game, but my one buddy like swears by bug snacks. Yeah. A lot of people do, uh, where the narrative is actually pretty good, but look, maybe it's the fact that I'm trying to catch fry flies or (laughs) some celery, some celery sticks, you know, some celery sticks, stick bug. It's just another it's something that kind of just is really weird and feels niche, but you know that the, the, this game a lot of people will stand by for for what it is, and you know for those who do, great, I'm happy yeah. for you. But for me, it's just it, it is a really strange game, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and like I'm gonna keep playing it for sure. I just felt like that's I for a while when that first came out, all you heard was people being like, "Man, this game is." phenomenal like this game is so cool it's it's something different and it is but i just don't think like the core gameplay is we've seen it before with pokemon snap and and even like let's go eevee or let's go pikachu where you're just throwing stuff in this case you're putting down traps um but yeah i mean i'm gonna give it another shot i don't know if i'll get the whole way through it or not but i want to give it its fair due just because of how highly praised it is by a lot of people Um, But it is on Game Pass. So if you don't have a PlayStation and you have been wanting to try it and you have an Xbox, I don't know if it's on the PC side. Probably not. I'd have to check. But you can at least try it out now. Yeah. Uh, Good luck to all those that do. It's a really weird (laughs) game for me to get into, I'll be honest. Uh, Next up is my highlight of the week, Switch Sports. Yeah. Um, I'll kind of go into each game and talk about uh the overall product in the end so first up is volleyball it okay. is a really like simple timing game where you have to time the the set the bump and then the spike where if you get the timing right the ball goes faster uh on your side is it like tennis for Wii sports well no so there is okay. tennis in okay. this game tennis isn't so much timing as it okay. is just swinging the remote and in a yeah. certain direction. The the volleyball game is specifically based on timing, where timing can kind of decide if you're going to win or not. It's a strange game. I'll I will definitely say that. Uh do I like it? It's all right. I'll be okay. completely honest. Badminton though is one of my favorites. Okay. Um badminton is if you know what badminton is, it's kind of like a very smaller version of tennis. Uh, but with longer rackets and a very small what's called a shuttlecock and there's this there's just just fun back and forth it's actually kind of like adrenaline pumping how long a set can go like if you and your buddy are playing you could surprisingly be going back and forth for a couple minutes before somebody you know gets the better of you and i surprisingly really like it um i didn't know how badminton was going to control it controls a lot like tennis i'll be honest but you know, you have the option to drop shot, which makes, you know, people have to run to the net to get the uh, to get it. And then, you know, you set yourself up for a spike deep in the corner and sometimes you make it, sometimes you don't. But it is a really it's really fun. Uh, bowling is a lot more accurate. I feel like you don't just do the same thing over and over again to get a strike. <laughs> not uh, like it used like to be. You, yeah, not how <laughs> it used to be. Um, but the trick shot stuff, I think, is a really neat addition. 
um, you can get the ball to really move in cool ways that you didn't expect that you can take into a bowling game. Uh, from there, tennis. Tennis is tennis. It mm-hmm. really isn't crazy or anything like that. It isn't anything new. It's tennis still. Um, Chambara, the sword fighting game, uh, is... They've added a new twist to where you have different types of swords where it's like a standard, a charge sword that charges more based off of like continuous blocking and then a twin sword that as you charge it, you can do like a spin move with. I do feel like it needs a little bit of balancing, to be honest, Um, but the sword fighting game is fun. I really miss like this and and actually I'll get to it later now I think about it. Um, Soccer. I actually kind of enjoy what I like about soccer is it's the only game that requires two of the Joy-Con. You use one to move and like specifically to move your character where you want. And then you can kick with either leg, depending on which one you flip up. And it's kind of the most responsive soccer feels like and how you can make it responsive. But it's like soccer rocket league where you're playing with a pretty oversized ball. And, you know, you're you can play with a team or play one on one or two V two. And surprisingly, it's a fun game. Uh, diving headers are fun. Your me looks ridiculous. You know, <laughs> d- dead fishing head, you know, trying to do a diving header for the ball. There are fun parts of it. Um, and that's the game as a whole. Or sorry, in parts. Overall, the game as a whole, I don't think is better than like I loved Wii Sports Resort. Um, yep. It had plenty of games and a lot of fun. I don't think it's better than that. I do feel like this game is missing some things. I do feel like you should have added, like, they are adding golf, which should be a fun addition. I really feel like they missed boxing here. They should have added a boxing to it. Boxing was the most, like, fun, disrespectful type of game you could play on Wii Sports. You would, you know, play a couple rounds with your friend, and then have your stupid character with its arms up hovering over him <laughs> as he's getting counted out. Like yep. it is a fun party game, but it's just missing some other modes. I wish volleyball was a bit more in depth. I wish more games controlled like soccer with where I wish I could play badminton with two controllers, one controlling my movement, the other one controlling how I hit the racket. Like because it's automated movement, much like how it is in tennis, like tennis makes sense because there's a lot of ground to cover where badminton, you're not covering a lot of ground. You know, it's kind of a smaller court uh, bowling. I really don't think you had to touch. It's it's good. Yeah. I you know, there are some things missing from this that would make it that next level party game that I really wanted out of it. But I got the game and me and my roommate played for like three hours straight. just playing online having fun like it is that fun party game it's a game that um because the rules are simple because people have played badminton or volleyball or soccer or bowling or tennis anybody can pick this up and i think that has a lot to say for what switch sports can do for a family trapped on a rainy day that doesn't know what to do um it's really easy to pick up any one of these games and play it. Anybody can do it. And that's what games kind of don't do right now where, and this, this is more of a personal story where like I tried to teach my mom to play animal crossing and there are so many controls and different things you have to do. It's hard for someone who's getting, who's new into gaming to really understand like 
where are all the buttons? What yeah. do I do with all these buttons? How do I look at my goals or how do I pause the game? There's so much of like confusing stuff where Switch Sports, anybody, you know, literally anybody can pick up and know how to bowl or know how yeah. to play this game in a way that is fun for people. And not many games like that come out anymore. I know we had like one, two switch, which yeah. was a really gimmicky <laughs> game that nobody yeah. really liked because it was something that was sort of hard to understand. Uh, I really hope this is the kind of start where I hope they come out with switch sports DLC and they add boxing to it or something from how popular the game is. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's only a hope. I th the roof is kind of what this game can do. It can reach the heights that we all want it to. It just needs to eventually get there. Uh, but none to say, like, am I playing this game by myself? No, because it's missing a ranking system. I really miss the single player. Like, OK, if I'm good at bowling, I can get up to a thousand score, you know, skill yep. points and get a star bowling ball. That's not something you can do. That's not something you could do with badminton or soccer or anything like that. It really is all one off where there really is no incentive to play by yourself. You can play online against other people, but you still don't get like a ranking out of it, which doesn't mm -hmm. really make sense to me. How like it's all about getting better and having your skill assessed in a way at certain games that kind of make you want to play on your own, whereas this game really doesn't give you a reason to play by yourself. Okay. Yeah, I guess like I had high hopes for this game and I haven't played it yet. But to me, like, I mean, Wii Sports obviously was what helped propel the Wii, right? When that came out and it came with yeah. Wii Sports. Like yeah. the first thing I did when I got my Wii is I took it to my parents' house and we plugged it in and we bowled for like two hours straight. Like, I think that's what people want out of this. I could see holiday time this year, Christmas time, I could see this being the package in with, with a switch. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's what people want it to be. It is kind of disappointing that they don't have the ranking system. Um, I still, to this day, my TV in my bedroom still has a Wii hooked up specifically just for Wii sports. Cause every once in a while you just want to bowl like 99% of the reason I wanted this game was just for bowling because I had so much fun on the Wii bowling. I honestly don't even care about the other games. Like I'll play them, but I know that bowling is the one that I'll spend the most time with. Um, I don't know. I just had so much fun with that. And then like the hundred pin on Wii sports was the greatest thing ever. Um, so it is, I guess a little disappointing that they don't have the ranking system, but just about with like every Nintendo game. Now I feel like they do add stuff as it goes on. They did it with Mario golf. They did it with, Mario Aces. Um, I hopefully they do it with this, uh, but I mean they don't need a system seller right now. Everybody's buying a Switch, but this could be a system seller for them, I guess, if they fix up some things. Yeah, and like one thing to mention too is like what's nice about bowling now is people can bowl simultaneously. You're not like bowling, and you can do it if you want to that way. If you don't have enough controllers, you can kind of switch out as you go. But if you have enough controllers for enough people, you can all bowl at once. Okay. And it makes the game a lot faster in a way and can be a lot instead of like switching, waiting five minutes for three other people to go and then you go again. It the game has improved in some aspects for some okay. for some of the games. But I 
I just can't help but feel like it is missing that, you know, why would I just play this game? Mm-hmm. Like, other than clowning on people online. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why, what makes the person who, you know, doesn't have anybody to play it with at home or doesn't have friends who have the game, what makes them, what, what, what stands out to them that makes them want to play it? Right now, nothing. Okay. Uh, hopefully they add what they need to because like even it even comes with a leg strap like for, yeah. the, for the weird shootout mode shootout mode's really weird uh it's really easy though if you know how to like just basic kick a soccer ball kind of thing <laughs> so it's strange but they're they're getting there and i feel like this game kind of came out too late in its in the yeah. switch cycle it should have been with the switch at the beginning. Either that or like a year or two down the line, mm-hmm. like not four years into its development with a new switch on the horizon in a way. Yep. Um, but it is a start and I'm hoping that much like how. Much like how they came back with super uh, with Mario Party Superstars, we start to see more of like these sports games come out. I imagine they're simple like this. This has to be such a simple thing to make. If I'm being honest, they don't have to create some rules for these sports games. They just have to make it work with a motion control. And as long as you can do that, then people will buy the game because they can play with their family. You know, the the rules of tennis don't need to be explained to really someone in a way. And switch sports always made it fun. To play tennis and it's the same thing with bowling where you just do it at home and you can you know bowl and you know bowl with family that way or also with things like the sword like the swordsman game like it is a lot of fun blocking and hitting someone and outsmarting them but without that single player aspect that like Wii Sports Resort had had it really doesn't stick out to me as something that I'm going to continue playing forever I might bust it out at a party. That might yeah. be it. So it, for like, if I, if I'm just there to play bowling, right. By myself, which I used to do hours on the Wii. I'm going to last what an hour or two. And I then think I'm so. Done. Yeah. But I think, and I think that's primarily because the ranking system's gone. Yeah. I really just not feel enough like that, to do. Yeah. Like you don't feel rewarded for okay. the fact that maybe you just like, all you're going to get told is, Hey, you've bowled a new, record which Mm -hmm. that's cool but you really don't have that where's the flair really and kind of that kind of thing where if i'm bowling you know really well then i want to have a star bowling ball yeah it's really stupid but it it adds to it and there it's and i guess i'll end it off with this switch sports tries to capture and shows a glimmer of what Wii Sports was, but it just ends up missing a few components to really make you, f- you know, feel like you're playing Wii Sports again. I feel like okay. that's that's where I should leave. Okay, that's fair. Um, last one I played, Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge. Um, I continue to say that the Star Wars branded VR experiences are some of the best in VR. Um, the Vader stories I thought were great. And you can play that on PlayStation VR as well. Um, but this one, which kind of loosely ties into like Galaxy's Edge, which is the park in Disney. Um, 
they do such a good job of like the grandness of a Star Wars universe, um, walking around ships, interacting with things is all like top notch. Um, the guns feel good that you're using instead of reloading, um, which is true to Star Wars. You're just releasing a vent valve on top of the gun to vent out the the air there to cool it off. Um, but yeah, these games are I mean, I've had my eye on this game for a while. I want to say normally it's like forty dollars which I feel like is pretty steep um, yeah. right now. I think it's it's either 15 or 20 right now. Um, it's pretty, pretty heavily discounted and it comes with the DLC um, on Oculus. So I can't recommend these games enough. I every couple months we get to that point where I'm like, I need to play something on my headset because I feel it looks so sad sitting on the shelf <laughs> just collecting dust, but there's nothing to play. So I saw this was on sale. I was like, this is my time to try it. Um, but yeah, it's really good. You can get this game and also the Vader stories as a bundle right now. I'm not sure how much that is, but it's fairly cheap. And that's like that's going to be hours of entertainment on your VR headset there. So I would definitely recommend that. I think it's on sale for like the rest of this week or something like that. Um, but yeah, definitely go check that out. It's a ton of fun, um, especially for somebody like me who loves Star Wars. I've just been playing Lego Star Wars for weeks. And now transferring into this and playing more Star Wars. I'm not tired of Star Wars yet, but I'm sure I'll get there soon. Yeah, and it's going to coincide with the fact that that Obi-Wan stuff comes out the 24th. Yes, so excited. So that's going to be it for games we played this week. Hopefully we talked enough about these games to have yourself a good opinion of it. Now we get into movies, which today we settle the debate. Which yeah, is we the do. better video game adaptation? Detective Pikachu or Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah. We have recently watched both movies and now have kind of solid opinions. If you guys want an idea uh, on the Twitter poll, I had five people vote. All of them, Detective Pikachu as the better video game, uh, as the better video game, uh, movie video game in a way. OK, so take that for what you will. Maybe, you know, put it in put it in your back pocket for more results. Or, you know, for how this is going to go. But uh, which do you want to talk about first? Um, I mean, we could talk about Detective Pikachu if you want. I don't okay. care. We can go either. Why don't we do Detective Pikachu? Yeah, so Detective Pikachu. Uh, I watched this movie and we've talked about it before on the podcast. So there really mm -hmm. isn't much to say about it. But here are the things that stood out to me. Uh, one, Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu. Um. Yep kind of like Chris Pratt with Mario made no sense, but really works. Yep. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and he's, he was surprisingly fun, uh, in that movie and he does a really good job. Uh, I think the Pokemon models are all fairly accurate and funny in a way where Lickitung is this disgusting <laughs> tongue type Pokemon and yep. Bulbasaur is cute. Uh, in a, in a Charizard really looks fantastic. Yeah, Charizard looks like a menacing. Yep. yep. Uh, Gyarados looks scary and terrifying. Yep. It. While I do wish there were more models of Pokemon in the game, whether we saw like a different variety, they did really well with the models that they did put in the game. Gengar, yep. I thought looked good. Uh, Pancham looked good. Psyduck is this like insane looking thing. <laughs> You know, Greninja is this slimy frog, which it's based off of. Yep. And Mewtwo surprisingly looked good as well. He's this kind of 
even know what to describe how YouTube how YouTube looks, looks like a mouse, an overgrown yeah. mouse. Yeah, yeah. And Pikachu looks cute. So yep. it it does a lot. You know, at, at the end of this movie, I had a lot of fun with it mm-hmm. still. And I was sort of surprised with how much fun I had with it. Uh, it. I feel like it deserves higher than the 68. I feel like it deserves like maybe oh, yeah. a 70. I feel like it deserves like a 78 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, like at least closer to a B tier movie because um, it, I, I think I, it does have its merits and I think it's fun and the movie keeps you entertained almost throughout mm-hmm. the entire thing. Yeah. Um, having watched it again, for first time in a long time, it definitely holds up. I had a ton of fun with it. Like you said, I think the star to me is how good the Pokemon models look like they they look believable in this world. They don't I mean, they're CGI, but they don't look super out of place. Um, And yeah, I just think you could tell a lot of care and effort went into making them look like how they would not necessarily all of them are going to look cute and cuddly if you were to come across one in real life. Um, And yeah, it definitely deserves to be ranked higher than it is on rotten tomatoes i think the audience score is a lot higher than that so yeah i both of these movies i had a ton of fun with again i wasn't let down or be like oh man that wasn't as good as i remembered on either one um but yeah they it's a phenomenal movie hopefully we end up getting some more at some point um i don't know if it kind of got lost to time and they forgot to make one or maybe they go back to it i don't know but i would be down for two or three more yeah, there were talks about another Detective Pikachu game, mm-hmm. whether it's being worked on or not. It's kind of, you know, a mystery. Yeah. But if it is being worked on, then we probably would eventually see a, a Detective Pikachu 2, depending yep. on where that game goes. Yeah, but uh, what, what were your thoughts on Wreck-It Ralph? Um, upon watching Wreck-It Ralph again, I remembered why I thought so highly of it. Um, I think, again, this also holds up extremely well. I love all the cameos all the little nods to different Mm. games in there. Um, You know, all the characters in Tapper's bar at the end of the day You have Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter and all them. Um, I just think it's done incredibly well. Uh, I, I think I laughed just as much as I did the first time I watched this movie. It's so like Detective Pikachu is funny at times, but it's a more serious movie, obviously, than Wreck-It Ralph is. And like, I don't know, I Wreck-It Ralph is also done so well. Um, the story, I, I think, is still good. It it does a perfect balance of kids are going to love it, but also there's enough there for adults to be entertained. Um, not just the like, oh, look, I remember that game. Like the story is good. Um, the voice acting is very good. Um, yeah, I this is a tough one for me to pick these two. It really is. Yeah, one thing I do want to mention with Wreck-It Ralph, and it's kind of like the I feel like that twist villain at the end was so good. Yeah. Um, yep. Where I was like, uh, and like, I still remember like, oh, that's right. Like, he's like, that's the true turbo. Villain, yeah. Which, which I, I really enjoyed because uh, mm-hmm. it, it is a really nice surprise that yep. uh, how Turbo is still the villain and kind of all of it and ends up making sense in yep. a lot of ways. The thing is, is I feel like the movie does like it does slow down kind of uh, kind of a lot. There's this portion where we're building Vanellope and Ralph's friendship 
that kind of gets a little slow and can be a little bit boring. Um, it's not it's not like the cart building section. It's kind of the, the moment where it's kind of that moment before the cart building section where, you know, they're kind of getting on each other's nerds. They're calling each other stink brain and mm-hmm. and, and, and whatnot, which it's cute. It's not bad at all. But I, I definitely feel like the movie slows down just a tiny bit there. But, you know, you're right. I love how the the characters in the Fix It Felix game, like how they move. Like yeah. it, it's 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 a really cool way to shout out like the older games and how that worked. And then you have, you know, the HD graphics of Heroes Duty yeah. and um, and like the the way t- the, and you said it, the way Tapper moves, it's just it's just so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to pick a winner in this is really difficult for me because. Yep. Detective Pikachu is solely based off of a video game yep. where Wreck-It Ralph has a bunch of video game cameos, mm-hmm. but is kind of this newer idea where, you know, the games interact with each other through a surge protector mm-hmm. and and whatnot <laughs> there. Uh, man, I'm like still bouncing around in my head so much with which one to pick. Look, I think if it's just my list, Right. Just me. I think mm-hmm. the winner is Wreck-It Ralph for me, but that's just okay. my opinion. I think I if you had to if you were to give me the option of like out of those two movies, which one would you rather watch five times in the next week? I think I would pick Wreck-It Ralph. Um, I just think it's a little bit more entertaining, but you're right. Detective Pikachu is a more faithful video game type movie that more than Wreck-It Ralph is. Yeah, and no, you're right. Like, I'm trying to think about, like, which one would I rather watch five times? And Wreck-It yeah. Ralph, I think, wins, like, mm-hmm. pretty hands down for for a movie I'd rather, I'd rather watch five times in a row. Yeah. But for me, like, because of the list we're making, for me, like, it's, for me, I believe it's Detective Pikachu because it is the more faithful, yeah. like, video game, uh, like, adapt, uh, 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 adaption out of everything. If Detective Pikachu had the power to do what Wreck-It Ralph did, I feel like we would have the same type of fun, and Detective <laughs> yeah. Pikachu would win in like a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But it, I'm the one who's going to go more stick to the rules, uh, like like stick to the <laughs> stick yeah. to the bracket here. And I feel like Wreck-It Ralph, which you know acts like Gonzaga, um, <laughs> you know loses in the, loses loses in the final match for me again. And yeah. I I do agree that detective Pikachu uh, I think is the bitter, better video game movie adaptation. Yeah. And I, I I can totally agree with that. I think that's fair to go with that off of a video game based bracket. Detective Pikachu would be the best video game related movie. I think. Yeah. But to, but to only watch it like once or twice. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Like, like that is a strong point to Wreck-It Ralph. The fact that I could probably watch that movie five times and be like, okay, like watching five, watching any movie five times in a row, you're going to be like, man, okay, I'm kind of kind of burned (laughs) out on it where I would get so much more burnt out of Detective Pikachu than I would Wreck-It Ralph to watch it five times. All right. So we give it to Detective Pikachu. Yes, I've that is where I land. Uh, Sure. It, it's too bad Wreck-It Ralph breaks the internet just isn't isn't what I wanted it to no. be. But no. uh, we're not judging. We're not judging too. So nope. 
yeah i i thought about watching that one too but i don't like that one just doesn't hold up as well i don't think no and a part of me goes i don't want to ruin my image of the first (laughs) one by watching the second one yeah Uh, it has its moments in the second one but it's definitely on a whole not as good of a movie yeah and it's because it tries to tackle the internet space which it just should not have done uh like the disney character like the only really redeeming quality for me of wreck it ralph 2 is when they go to disney.com and like vanellope interacts with all the princesses Yep. And the Star Wars callbacks and everything like that there. It, it does like a very little things right. But um, yeah. yeah. I what, agree. Did you end up watching anything else? Yeah, I have one thing. Um, I have to talk about Ambulance, the movie. Oh, OK. I'm interested to hear. This is the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. Um, OK, so let me put this out there. Um, this <laughs> So Ambulance was uh, made by Michael Bay and Michael Bay is a very polarizing director, right? Um, I I don't feel like you can have a middle ground. I guess you can. Um, He's always going to make a spectacle out of his movies, right? Big explosions, um, over the top visuals. The lighting is very specific. Whenever you see a movie, the way he lights his movies, you immediately know Michael Bay made this movie. Um, I feel like he has gotten a lot of hate specifically for he was on a high when that first Transformers movie came out and then each one came after people started getting really tired of what he was doing. Um, This movie, I will say he made it for 40 million dollars, which is extremely cheap for a movie. Yeah, for his type of movie. And what he pulled off with 40 million dollars is insane. Um, The fact that he somehow managed the majority of this movie I feel like is filmed with drones. Um, like, and it's crazy how they do it to get like different angles and stuff. Um, I'm not going to ruin like the whole story of this. I mean, it revolves around a bank robbery. That's really all you need to know. They end up stealing an ambulance and that's where the majority of the movie is. This movie is a little over two hours. You get a half hour of setup. And then you literally get an hour and a half car chase scene, pretty much. Um, And I am just going to put this out there. You take this movie. I don't think it's in theaters anymore. Um, I should have seen it in theaters. Take this movie. Wait till it comes out on 4K or rent it. Whatever you need to do. I rented it. Take your best TV in your home. Take your sound system if you have one. Turn it up extremely loud (laughs) and just let it go. Because after that half hour of setup, it is the most like it does not stop for an hour and a half. It is like intense. Just go for an hour and a half. I will put this out there now. I know there's a lot of movies coming out this year. This is hands down number one on my list right now. And it's not even it's not even close. I know there was a lot of hate when this movie got announced. Um, I looked it up too. It's at a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. So apparently people are enjoying it. Um, I love this movie so much. Um, it's just like, there's very little CGI he does in this movie. The stuff that he does does not look good in CGI. But Michael Bay is at his best when he is flipping cars, blowing up stuff, running into stuff, and just like causing chaos. And that's what this movie is for that hour and a half after the setup. So again, 
I know you have a nice TV, you have a nice sound system, put it on, turn it up and just enjoy the ride. Um, it's not going to stay number one, I'm sure. Cause we got Dr. Strange. We got a whole bunch of other stuff coming out, but this is going to be very, very high on my list come the end of the year for sure. I'm excited. I'm glad you have a glowing review for it. Yeah. I, I am excited to watch it. It should be a fun time. It's uh, extremely fun. Yep. I, I just can't wait to see what, uh, to see what that movie does now that I've heard that you had so much fun with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. The only other thing I've watched is a new HBO Max uh, thing called We Own the City. Um, it's got John Bernthal in it or Jason mm-hmm. Bernthal. It's one of the two and a lot of other characters I don't understand or I don't know. Um, it is about city. It is about Baltimore City cops in 2017 after some indictment. I'm not sure if it's based off of real real events to be honest because i don't remember any of this in 2017 i was probably too naive in 2017 (laughs) to really know what was going on um or or it's not that it could be different but i am real like it's about like this gun tracing unit um that john bernthal leads and it's also about like these other cops in the baltimore city area and it is really really interesting um I feel like just watching the 15 minute monologue that were like, it's more like 10 minute monologue that John Bernthal has will give you a real idea of what this, of what the show is going to be about. You should definitely try it. It's only an hour, okay. one episode's out, give it a shot. But it, uh, it, it is, it, it is really interesting to me. I think the camera work looks really good. I like the way, like it feels like it's one of these shows where we're going to be following a couple different people and then eventually everything kind of ties in together at one point. I'm not sure when, but we'll see. Uh, but I was really impressed and like rotten tomatoes, I think has this like in an 84. Okay. It is, it is pretty highly rated. Um, I think Metacritic as well has this episode one pretty highly rated. So give it a shot. Um, I think it has something to say as well. Uh, you know, we definitely have come, a little bit off of the police brutality stuff and everything that happened with it. And it takes place in, in Baltimore and which is a, which, you know, is a pretty violent city sometimes to begin with, uh, Mm -hmm. whether or not the stuff they use is accurate. I have no clue, but give it a watch. Um, I think it's going to be entertaining and I really want to see where this, where this show goes with, uh, with it. I think it has this kind of, idea for a big climactic ending or a a thought provoking ending which is something i constantly am chasing for so okay uh give it a shot is what i'd say yeah i had my eye on it to try it out this week and then i totally forgot that the last half of ozark came out so i'm trying to get through that and then also we have the last episode of moon knight this week um but yeah that i've had my eye on that one i definitely am going to check that out hopefully this week and you know what? That reminds me. I know we're running a little bit over, but mm-hmm. what did you think of Moon Knight? We didn't even talk about Moon Knight this episode. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's wild again. I think we have a better understanding of what's going on, right? Um, fairly accurate on my assumption that it was the afterlife. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's. Um, I am super excited to see where the last episode goes, because uh, 
this was more this episode was a lot of backstory which was cool yeah you're finally starting to understand where the two characters come from and obviously like i don't know if i want to fully spoil but like we lose a character um yeah i i thought it was done very well i i it's definitely wrapping up nicely and could have the potential to be one of the top marvel shows i absolutely agree with you um yeah. i was really impressed with how all of this was like how this like episode unraveled and how it explained everything in a way that was fun and mm -hmm. entertaining to watch because sometimes you can get lost in the slog but yeah. this one it was pretty it was pretty entertaining to do uh yep. i just feel like this show has a huge like you we kind of wonder how everything's going to happen and i'm not sure how we get there in apparently what is 43 minutes of the yeah. final of the finale so it feels like it has a lot to cover but i also thought that this episode covered a lot within an hour so maybe they can do it uh yeah. but the ending's going to be paramount here and whether it's this uh, whether it's you know a good ending that we all want it to be can decide whether or not this is one of my favorite you know disney plus series from the marvel uh universe it it has a chance here but it has to nail the ending has to yeah and I've seen a lot of people complaining that, like, I mean, for a Moon Knight show, there's not a lot of him in the Moon Knight costume. But I mean, this is I just feel like this is them setting up the character. This is a very complicated character. And once we get this, they don't necessarily have to do more seasons of Moon Knight, but you can have him start showing up in the movies and you're going to know who he is. And then you get him in the suit. Right. Um, but yeah, I I don't have a problem with them. I bet you total in this series, he's probably we've probably seen him in the suit for what, 15 minutes. Yeah. If that yeah. it's been Maybe. quick and it's I've been fine with it. Yeah. Uh, and before we leave uh, before we leave off, I got to say, like Oscar Isaac, like we kind of know him for Poe Dameron, but that mm -hmm. is a. That is not how we should be knowing him, but he is nope. incredible in this show. Um very rarely do I look at the acting and go, wow, that was like, that is superb acting. And his acting in this show is uh, like it, it. It shows how good of an actor he is. I didn't know that he was this kind of actor, but he really is this good. And this episode really shows it off in a way yep. that I don't think the other episodes captured. Yeah, he's playing two different roles and it's yeah. insane how well he's doing it. Yeah, so. You know, cr credit to him, and hopefully, um, I, I now know why he's such a popular actor. He definitely deserves uh, all of what he's getting here. But that's going to be it for the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for sticking around here. I hope you guys enjoyed the whole movie, video game movie adaptation list that we had going on. And hopefully the finale is to your liking. If you disagree, let us know. I'd appreciate to hear why you think Wreck-It Ralph or Doom Guy or something like that should, be, should have been the best video game adaptation. <laughs> Well, we'll see. But uh, if you don't mind, please share it with your friends and review it on your podcast listening platform of choice or like or subscribe to YouTube video that I should probably start remembering to tell you guys to do because I keep forgetting. Uh, also, comment. Uh, we I do read the comments and I do want to make sure that we, you know, give you guys the attention you guys also need and give to us on the YouTube. So thank you to the people who have done that. I do appreciate it. I spend a lot of time on those videos and if you're interested please follow us on twitch Inst sorry not twitch please don't do twitch i've got a problem with twitch <laughs> um 
Please, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook is probably the best place to get us. And if you're yep. interested, please email us at highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. See you later. Thank you.